Hey guys, welcome back to the Switch Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake. Jake, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back. How are you? I'm doing great today. And today we have a very special guest. We have Gotham FC and former U.S. Olympic soccer player, Allie Long. Allie, how are you doing? Thank you for coming on the podcast. I am doing great. And I'm so excited to talk with you guys. Um, I love that you both have this podcast and I'm just really excited. So thank you for having me. Our pleasure. So, Jake, um, are you ready to start? I am ready. So, our first question is, growing up on, on Long Island, what got you interested in soccer? Great question. So, my dad is a rugby player. My mom is a soccer player. And my, like, there wasn't, like, a, I was, like, three when I first started, and there wasn't, like, a girls-specific league when you're that little. So, my grandfather just, like, showed up to my parents' house or my house at the time um, with a like flyer for this like HBC, like this boys club, Huntington Boys Club. Um, so it was like me and one other girl and like all these little boys. Um, and so they kind of got me into it, but my mom playing just like uh, made me familiar with the game and kind of like loved it like continuously throughout my life as well. So as you kept playing, you became a midfielder. So what was the reasoning for you to become a midfielder? So I started out as a forward because like I loved Mia Hamm. And then I switched to midfield because I was always like, I when I was younger, um, all my coaches always just say I had really good vision. And I was like really obsessed with being able, I still am to this day, being able to like pass the ball very intentionally and like um, completing my passes. And so uh, just being in the midfield and being able to like dictate the tempo and the play, um, that's kind of what also made me like fall in love with the game as well. So just the um, like the different like specifics of each position, midfield just fit with um, what my skill set was at that time and kind of always had that love for like obsession probably of like my craft of making it like almost perfect as most perfect as I possibly can be on the ball. Do you like midfield more than playing forward or no? Yes, I do. I love, like, I love being now, like I play almost like a defensive midfielder where I'm kind of like the quarterback and I'm like of the team um, and kind of like the ball goes through me. So I'm like, my responsibility is connecting the goalie and the defenders when they first start out with the ball to the forward. So, um, yeah, it's like, it's for sure my favorite position. What was your team? What was your favorite team growing up? Um, so growing up, like I loved the US Women's National Team. Like I wanted to be like Mia when I saw them win the 99 um, World Cup. I That's like what I knew I wanted to do ever since then. I was probably like, 12 or 11 um and yeah that's just the US Women's National Team's like what I wanted to do and then when there was a women's professional league I love Washington Freedom because Mayhem played for them so that was like my favorite team but um but yeah who were your favorite soccer players growing up I know you just mentioned one before but did you have any others um I just took a video you guys um yeah so I like so once I got a little bit older and I was able to like like really watch like the English Premier League and La Liga. Um, I've always loved Sergio Busquets. We both play the same position and he's kind of made me fall in love. I think Barcelona made me fall in love of like that possession style soccer. So, um, you know, I've always like, 
yes, it was Mia Hamm, uh, Julie Foudy, Christine Lilly, those players when I was like really young. And then as I got older and um, watched the game more from like a passion side of, and like wanting to get better and learn, uh, it was Barcelona and um, Sergio Busquets, Andres Iniesta, uh, Xavi, like those guys kind of made me fall in love. And um, I've learned so much from just like watching them play alone. So you played um, college soccer, both Penn State and UNC. So what was the whole like collegiate soccer experience? Um, so I, I mean, I'm so grateful to be able to go to both schools uh, at the time. Like when I was making my decision, I wanted a top 10 school, um, good academically, as well as like really good uh, soccer program where I can like grow and win a national championship. Um, so Penn State was in the big 10 and um, we got to the final four my freshman year. So that was like an unbelievable experience. Um, I left early um, that year to go to the under 20 World Cup with uh, USA. So I was like, I was only there for like a semester. And so during that time, um, I wanted to be, I wanted to win national championship. And so uh, that was North Carolina that I felt was gonna give me that opportunity. So I ended up transferring um, and had probably the best experience you can ever ask for. Um, Anson Dorrance, the head coach, kind of not only develops you as a soccer player, but um, as like a human as well and like your character. And so uh, still to this day, he's a mentor of mine. He still texts me after every game. Um, you know, I'm always asking him his advice to this day. So I've been so like blessed to be able to go to two great uh, colleges and um, win a national championship. So that was unbelievable. So in 2014, you made your debut for the USA women's senior soccer team. So what was that mm -hmm. moment like for you? Oh my gosh, I like stepped on the field and I was so, uh, it was one of the best moments of my life because it's something that I dreamt of since I was a little girl. And um, I actually got called in to camp in 2011, uh, my very first camp, but I never actually like suited up because I got injured like the first, um, my like very second day I was there. So uh, just to be like, be back there and to kind of like grind it out and work so hard to like have that moment. Um, you never get tired of representing your country and it's such an honor every single time you step on the field. And that memory is something that um, I will remember for the rest of my life, of course. When you got injured, were you like very sad and devastated that you, that you can't really play? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, I was so bummed. I had a really bad MCL sprain in my knee and it, I remember like trying being like, yeah, I'm fine. I could like try to play, but they like the trainers like taped it up. They tried to create stability. Um, and I was like, I, I couldn't even like really move. Um, but I did everything I could to like try to play in, in any training session because I was so um, happy to just like finally get that opportunity to be at that level. Um, and I was, yeah, I was devastated. And I actually didn't get called back from 2011 till 2014. So um, just like that waiting period of, you know, will I get called in? Um, like, you can't try out for the team. You just have to like perform at your club, um, your professional club, and you, it gives you the platform and the coach will like select who's doing well. And so regardless of how well I was doing, I just was not getting called in. So um, that moment in 2014 was very special. And I was very devastated though in 2011 when I got injured. So in 2016, you got to participate in the Olympics. 
So mm -hmm. what was that whole ex Olympic experience like? Oh, was, I mean, first of all, it was in Brazil, which is like soccer country of the entire world. Um, so just that alone was special, being able to be in that culture and to um, represent, um, you know, USA um, on the world stage was a dream of mine. And, you know, the Olympics is something that it happens every four years. And um, just being a part of that team. And like, I remember the national anthem and I had my hand over my heart and like, I literally just like wanted to cry, but I was so happy. Um, and just making that roster in general is one of the hardest things to do. And so to be able to represent your country and playing on the team is was unbelievable. Unfortunately, we lost in penalty kicks to Sweden um, in the quarterfinal match. And um, but the positive side of that was was that we kind of had 10 days off. So a couple of me and my teammates, we stayed and were able to attend like other events and see, you know, Michael Phelps last swim and uh, beach volleyball and so that was really special as well. So what was it like winning the World Cup in 2019? Oh my gosh, it was, it was literally, I, I really don't even have words right now, but I think that um, that moment when the whistle finally blew and I knew that like we were World Cup champions, it was like, I keep saying it's like the happiest moment, but like as, as like phases in life, that was like the best moment um, winning, like to win a World Cup is the pinnacle of soccer. That's the best trophy that you can um, ever win. And to be able to do it with like my closest friends um, was an unbelievable experience. And that team was like so unified, so fun. Um, so to do it alongside uh, that team is, it was unreal. So winning it and and coming back with gold was the best experience that I've ever had. Like talking more about that team, you got to play with people like Alex Morgan, Carly Lloyd, Megan McKinnon, and Julia Ertz, among others. But like what was it just like that whole team, like that atmosphere? Like? Um, well, it's like when you're around other uh, people that are um, – so not only amazing human beings, but like the best at what they do. It's like you feed off of each other and it's so inspiring. And so, um, you know, Alex is one of my best friends. And I think going through the highs and the lows through like making the roster injuries, um, you know, starting, not starting, whatever came your way to do it with people that you love and truly cherish and that um, are the people closest to you or, or is like, you know, I look back and I'm, you know, those people helped me so much that time. I helped them like throughout that time and just being like on the same field with as them and being able to learn from Carly. I play with her now on Gotham and, and Megan Rapino. I was on Seattle with her um, before I got to Gotham and, you know, they've been around in the game and they're pretty much legends and what they, what they do and uh, just being able to learn from them and, you know, seeing, how they became successful and like being able to take little bits and pieces from, um, you know, what, you know, their advice or their perspective. And so uh, I feel like I've been so grateful to learn and also be friends and go through that entire process with like, not only the best players in the world, but like the best people as well. So our next question is, 
what has your experience with Gotham FC been like this year? Well, coming back to New York is obviously home. So that has been such an amazing experience, being able to see my my mom in the stands. Um, my dad got back surgery, so he hasn't been able to come, but just being so close to home, I have such a passion for developing the um, next generation of footballers and is especially passionate for like being the, coming from the fact that I'm from Long Island um, and, you know, being able to inspire people from like my hometown and I think I've always uh you know no matter where I've gone in the world uh Long Island's always been home so to be able to kind of play in my essentially backyard has been so amazing and uh we just had three losses in a row this team but before that we were um the style of play is is great we are possession style play and I think the team is such a it reminds a little bit of the national team, like the camaraderie and the unified feeling that you get just being a part of the group. So um, it's been such a great experience and I'm excited. We have 10 games left. Um, and so, you know, we have a chance to win the whole thing. So I'm, I'm very excited and um, really hopeful for what the future holds for this team. So we're gonna jump into some more faster rapid fire questions. And our first one is, What's your favorite stadium you've ever played in or like place you visited to to play a match? Um, Parc de France in, Fran in France for, um, so I played for PSG a while ago. And so I used to go and watch the men play at this stadium all the time. Um, you might be familiar with Messi. Now he's there playing for them, Neymar, Mbappe. Um, and so, uh, I would watch the the men play when I was overseas for that year. Uh, and then at the World Cup, I went in that game against Chile and it was at that stadium. And so it was, uh, you know, I always like dreamed of playing on that field. And so to be able to do it for sure, best stadium. Who's been um, your favorite coach you've played under? Ooh, I've been so fortunate throughout like my career. Can I say two? Uh, Blacko Endonofsky, who's actually now the U.S. Women's National Team coach, he coached me at Seattle. Um, I think he's a fantastic coach. Uh, I hope he brings me back into the national team sometime soon. Thank you, Blacko. But um, but then also Anson Dorans from North Carolina. He's been a mentor of mine. Um, and then I have to say Adrian Gaten as like childhood club coach. But I've been so fortunate to have such great coaches in my life. What do you think your favorite sport is besides soccer? Ooh, like to watch or play? Like both. <laughs> okay, so I like love all sports. I love anything that's like competitive. Um, so I would have to say probably watching like football or basketball. I love the NFL, I love the NBA. Um, and then like what I like to, I actually like love swimming. I feel like I could be a freestyle 100 meter freestyle swimmer in the Olympics that's not real but um I think that I can be and I love swimming but um but like if I'm joking around for sure basketball like I would I pretend I'm like really good but just because I'm tall so I always love to like shoot hoops and have fun and play when I can so you mentioned a lot of them like the world cup the Olympics um but what is like your favorite moment overall mm. 
Okay, so I didn't make the 2015 World Cup team. Um, I was really close. I didn't make it. And a year later, the roster from the World Cup team to the Olympic roster is shortened by 23 players to 18 players. And so to be able to make that roster and be a starter on that team at the Olympics, like when everyone told me it was probably impossible, um, you know, coming in, I, I got I came into camp late, like April. She makes a roster in July. Um, you know, everyone said I had no chance and I made it and I was starting at the Olympics. And so I think like overcoming that and like just believing in myself and making that team was the hardest thing I've had to do, but also the most rewarding thing that has ever happened in my life. What's the first thing you want to do after like COVID ends? Like, I know it's almost over. Like, what's the first thing you want to do and what you're looking forward to doing? Like, once it's all done with. Ooh, I would love to travel to Europe and go see like Barcelona versus Real Madrid, or I'd love to see Messi at PSG and just be able to travel and, and go see a game in a stadium, full stadium. Um, there's nothing like that energy that you, you get from uh, a stadium and, a football culture like overseas in Europe. So I was going to wrap up our episode for you, Allie. Thank you so, so much for coming on our podcast and we hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are awesome and I'm really grateful. Thank you.